Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Hercules Invictus and Athena Victory celebrates the mythic impulses of ancient Greece and Rome, and they invite you to celebrate with them. Welcome to Voice of Olympus. to our Temenos. I am Hercules Invictus. Temenos means sacred space in Greek. It denotes a place that is more than a mere physical location, an area of interest that is special and set apart. Our Olympian Temenos is dedicated to discovering and interacting with the many phenomenal manifestations of living mythology and its local parallels in our surrounding culture. Our ongoing mission is to explore, honor, and celebrate the mythical world with a special focus on non-traditional subcultures, folklore entities, fabulous beasts, haunted places, celestial chariot sightings, otherworld encounters, magical and mystical personalities, unique establishments, and even quirky tourist attractions if they're mythical. Temenos is currently focused primarily but not exclusively on New Jersey and the New York metropolitan area where we currently reside and the states surrounding it, both visible and invisible. And thinking about it a little bit further, the Internet and the age of communication gives us a global scope to our sacred space. And now I was proud to bring you Maria DeAndra, who is certainly a magical, mystical, and mythical uh, individual in our Temenos. Greetings and welcome, Maria. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show again. We always have so much fun, yes, and you're do. so knowledgeable. I just love being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> As are you. It's 65, 65 books to your credit, over 25 of which <laughs> you authored uh, by yourself. That is impressive. That is, that's legendary right there. <laughs> well, you know, I always look at it. The more information we get out there for people to be able to do things for themselves, the better mm-hmm. the world gets. Now, a lot of people who don't understand uh, the magical world uh, ask me, what is the difference between a prayer and a spell? 
Oh, all right. So, and, you know, that's a really good question because most people don't know that there really is a major difference. So okay. a prayer, a prayer is a request. So if you're talking to um, God or if you're talking to Mother Earth, Father Sky, you know, whoever you happen to believe in, whatever your belief system is, because they're positive. Okay? Mm-hmm. When you're doing prayer, you're asking for something. It's a request. Now, think of it like this. If you're asking a friend. Uh, to go out and get something. So you say they're going to the supermarket and you say to them, listen, this is a request. While you're out, can you please pick up, oh, I don't know, some milk for me? They can go yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. So they can say, well, you know, while I'm out, I'm happy to do that for you. Or they can say, you know, I really don't have the time. I'm sorry, maybe some other time. So a request means you're asking, but you're asking so the answer can actually be yes or no. That's why sometimes people are surprised that the prayer didn't work. And it's not that prayer doesn't work. You know, it's mm-hmm. contingent on a lot of different elements and situations. So it's not as definite. Now, if you're doing a spell, that's definite. Because you're not asking for anything. You're commanding. What you're mm-hmm. dealing with is being connected to nature. So you're connected to all the elements, you know, earth, air, fire, water, ether. So when you're connected to the elements and you understand how they work, you can, as an example, call in, and you are calling them to you. You can call in, as an example, um, the king of fire, which is a salamander. You can tell it to come to you in a positive way because nobody wants to get hurt. We don't want to control in a negative way. We only do positive like you do. You and I just do positive. And... Basically, what we do is we tell them this is what we want, this is what we need. It depends on what we're working on, how we phrase it. And it will come and bring it to you. <laughs> yeah, so okay. it's a matter of having control. And you and I always tell people before you play with anything like that, make sure that you use some form of psychic self-defense, whatever your form may be. But it's a definite command. And the reason we can do that is magic, as you and I have talked about, is a science. We are the oldest science. So uh, as an example, chemistry came came out of alchemy. So we understand the laws of nature to work with them. So when we say we're controlling something, technically it really means that we understand the laws of nature to work with it. You know, we just phrase it as control. (laughs) Wow, that is a very good explanation, and that makes everything uh, very uh, clear. Uh, So... uh, uh, basically, in prayer, you're requesting somebody to do you a favor. They could say yes or no, or they could do it right away, or they could do it later on when they get to it. Uh, and uh, when you're uh, casting a spell, it's like you're calling up and ordering pizza. You know, so basically, you're ordering oh, I love that. Pizza and, you're, <laughs> and you know that they will come deliver it to you because you ordered it in the right way. And, and you know, uh, so, so awesome. That is a really good way of. Uh, uh, of looking I love at the, the pizza part. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, you have studied magic your entire life. And again, you're an expert on it. Uh, you have a very good reputation globally, and you've certainly written more than your share of uh, books showing people uh, how they too can apply uh, this uh, skill that everybody can access uh, and use it in their uh, life. Um, your background is uh, Hungarian, correct? Yes. You know, I'm from uh, Budapest. So I'm a shaman to Europe, 
and mm-hmm. then uh, I'm interfaith ministry, so there's no conflict. People confuse religion with occult, you know, with magic. And basically, occult just means ancient wisdom, hidden knowledge. It has nothing right. to do with positive and negative. It has nothing to do with religion. We as human beings are either positive or negative in how we choose to work with nature. Right, and and that's something a lot of people don't understand uh, also. So um, if you can elaborate more on that too, because it, it it's true, magic is neither positive nor negative. It's your application of it uh, that makes it uh, positive or negative. But what most people have in our culture is uh, um, Hollywood and uh, uh, TV. <laughs> And much of what they know is uh, based on the stories that are told in these uh, mediums. So can you elaborate on that a little bit more so that people aren't afraid of uh, spells? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, I always laugh because when you use the word occult, which again just means ancient wisdom, hidden knowledge, people think of the TV shows just like you just said. And for some reason, they think, you know, like dead pigeon. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? We don't do anything negative. Not that there are not um, any negative practitioners out there. You and I never do negative. So that's more right. our choice. Okay. But um, magic, basically, like I said, is understanding nature. And the way I look at it is this, because we were saying nature is neutral as an example. And I said this before, I think, but I look at it as rain. So if it's raining and there's a farm that has drought for months and months and months, the rain is very positive. If mm-hmm. it's raining and your neighbor is building the ark, not so much. <laughs> right? right. But nature is neutral. Rain is rain. So with magic, it's more we understand it to work with it. And I think what people are confused about is they think we go out when we do a spell and hunt for what we desire. You know, we're going out and trying to work it and do all sorts of, you know, things to um, look, go out and look for it. And it's really not like that. What we do is we do formulas or spells, and we pull it in to come to us in various ways automatically. So what we're doing is it's kind of like you're being a magnet, and you're attracting whatever you're working on to you. We're not going out looking for it. So, Mm -hmm. for example, the, the principles and theories of the mystical arts do not change. So whether you're using ancient magic or modern, okay, it's still the same basic principle. So as an example, when you're doing spells or formulae, all that really means is that you have the knowledge of nature to put different things together vibrationally to um, cause a ripple effect in the frequency around the planet on the etheric to bring things to you. So the way I like to explain magic is this. I came up with a way to teach it years ago because, you know, I do readings all the time, but I teach. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way I look at it is I named my system TAP, T-A-P, because the way you create things in your life is really a very strong system that's worked in ancient times. It works now. It will work forever. <laughs> and you think of it as a triangle. So at the left base of the triangle, you have um, T for thought because you're putting out your thought or the power of the word. You're putting out, this is what I desire to come to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Or creating or manifesting. And at the tip is A for the astral plane because you're putting out the thought. It goes upstairs, for lack of a better term, because you know it's really everywhere. And it's formed on the astral plane. And then 
P is at the bottom of the triangle on the right, and that's the physical. So you're putting out thought, it goes to the astral plane to form, and then it comes back down on the physical plane and comes into whatever you want it. <laughs> and it really works. And, of course, there's words of power and there's things that you put together, uh, such as talisman. Or as an example, if you're carrying something, uh, herbs, gemstones, colors of things, okay, you're bringing things to you because of the vibration of it. You know, as an example, if you're carrying, uh, let me think of something easy. If you, you know, the stone uh, garnet, the red stone, if someone's uh-huh. carrying it, it actually picks up their vitality. If you don't have to do anything, you don't have to, have to understand it, you don't even have to know about it. But anytime you have that within three feet of your body, uh, it will work because the vibrations always three feet are closer to you. If it's farther mm-hmm. away, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means it works for whoever is closer. <laughs> you know, always like Jade, Jade picks up wealth. It's also connected to Earth energy, but it picks up wealth. Or uh, like Lapis Lazuli. Connect high, uh, connects to your psychic abilities mm-hmm. and picks that up. So uh, with plants as an example, because we're dealing with nature, if you're using a rose as an example, because everybody's sort of a rose, right? So uh-huh. if you're using a rose, it, what it does is it creates harmony, balance, it tones down negativity. So the funny part is the way you can use it is say, you, um, say your family always argues in a particular room. Because everybody argues, nobody lives without having some form of disagreement, even if it's tiny, with years of living together as a family, right? Mm-hmm. So when people realize is they tend to argue one room more than the other just because they're more in the kitchen, more in the living room, wherever they are. So it's building energy in that room. And it stays in the room, so it's now a trigger. So when you go into the room, it triggers arguments if you've had that same energy for years in the same space. Okay, so if you put a rose in there as a flower, as the scent, okay, and that could be an oil, what that does is it clears out that negative energy. So when you go into that room, it no longer triggers it. Doesn't mean you don't argue, but it doesn't trigger the argument. And mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's noticed if they went to somebody's house or a store or a building or an office. When they walk in, sometimes it feels like home when you visit somebody. Sometimes you go and you can't wait to leave. <laughs> it just feels off. It's because the energy's been building. So we use spells in a lot of different ways to create things. And, uh, you know, with nature, with calling in help, uh, like entities and spirits in different realms to come and help us. But basically what we're doing is we're putting together magical tools. <laughs> For right. lack of a better word. <laughs> and and now you had mentioned yeah. elementals before and people who are involved in magic, uh, be they shaman or ceremonial magicians. And uh, there's a wide range of, uh, um, you know, magical uh, types of uh, people. Uh, magicians of all sorts know that we're not the only intelligence on the planet. And uh, elementals <laughs> are certainly, you know, one of the... Uh, um, one of the types of intelligences. Um, a lot of people, again, have a confusion between nature spirits and elementals. So can you clarify that a little bit? Oh, sure. Nature spirits can be connected to things like plants, uh, gemstones, anything that comes in nature, particularly a tree, 
uh, weight, uh, elemental spirits are a little bit different. So first of all, they're life forms, but they're from very high intelligence, and they mm-hmm. can be also down to very low forms of intelligence. The difference is they're made of etheric world elemental essences. So they're formed on the etheric plane. Okay, So live, uh, they live either in the etheric world, uh, the overworld, which is basically when we look at higher vibrations, like um, angels or archangels as an example, okay, or they live in the underworld, which is a, more of a European outlook, right? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And they're just low. Yeah, they're just lower essences. So you have like nature divas, which could be angels, by the way. Uh, you have nature spirits like fairies, animals, um, subhuman beings, for lack of a better word, lower intelligences. So when you're looking at elemental spirits, though, they are formed from the etheric plasma of um, the different realms, where with nature, um, with some of the nature spirits, okay, they're definitely connected to a particular stone, as an example, or a particular location. It's like uh, some, uh, some of them you will see near water if they're connected mm-hmm. to the water energy. So it's a little bit different. But, again, you have higher and lower in all the elements. Just like with people, you have positive and yeah. negative. Yeah. So I always laugh because sometimes people go, oh, all elemental spirits are positive. No, they're not. <laughs> no. They're it's not, like they have very not, not all people are positive. Um, exactly. I, I always laugh, too, because when they look at families, there are so many different uh, classifications that people don't realize. So when they think of fairies, they go, oh, that is so cute, and they're wonderful, and they're going to help you. Now, what we have, and it's probably more of a European way of looking at it, as you know, it's more like goblins. Goblins are fairies. Yeah. They're, just, they're just negative. <laughs> you know? So people don't think of them as fairies, but they are. They're just a different classification. The Greek shamanic tradition has an interesting take on uh, they call, what people call goblins. They call them kalikanzari. And the kalikanzari mm-hmm. uh, act uh, negatively, but in, according to the explanation, and uh, uh, I, don't, I found in my own personal researches that it doesn't apply to every single kalikanzari, but for some of them it certainly does, that they're the decaying essences of uh, some nature spirits, like the the satyrs and the fauns and the centaurs of uh, uh, Greek mm-hmm. mythology that people are familiar with, uh, part of their astral shell uh, remains and becomes like a goblin type of uh, a creature after time. Right. And I always think of it as uh, people. You know, different people, different vibrations, uh, mm-hmm. different outlooks, you know, and even culturally. There's some things that culturally come up differently with different cultures. And I know nowadays you're not supposed to say that because it sounds like you're being prejudiced. But the thing is, it's really true. As an example, um, I'm Hungarian. So in Hungary, uh, one of the outlooks they have on the magical level is they have a bird, a mythical bird, called Tulu. And the point of the bird, it's a gigantic bird. And when the nation is in trouble, if everybody calls on this bird, you know, it comes and it helps the nation in times of war or in uh-huh. times of stress. Okay. Now, other cultures don't have that particular one. <laughs> they right. might have a phoenix or something else that comes down. So some things really are cultural. 
You know, and nowadays, you know, it's very difficult because if you're not into spiritual things and magic and looking at life as we're all connected, you know, they get a little bit crazy, <laughs> you know, a little bit uh, more into, you can't say this, you can't say that. In magic, we can say whatever we want as long as it's truth. Right. It, and uh, what you're saying is correct, because I know in Greek culture, too, uh, right now they have the, in every uh, town, in every village that I've been to, they have something called an Ieron, uh, which means mm-hmm. uh, a, a holy place. But it, it was actually uh, a pillar uh, dedicated to heroes. And heroes were people oh, who protected nice. the community in life. You know, they, they protected uh, against invaders, against uh, wild animals. <laughs> Uh, all mm-hmm. sorts of astral and uh, elemental type of uh, you know terrors and negative entities. So when they died, um, it, it was mm-hmm. considered that their um, that their tomb needed to be tended, um, and uh, mm-hmm. that in times of trouble you can call upon you know the the hero uh, to come and protect um, the community. And uh, they saw the hero's uh, soul as being a snake. You know, so that's why you see in ancient right. Greek uh, depictions that they're feeding snakes out of bowls, uh, because the right. one of the forms that the the hero spirit, uh, you know, took. So in times of war, people would go and you know uh, they would do a ceremony uh, to summon the hero, um, and the hero would either on the astral plane or you know by going into a vessel or an individual. Uh, help uh, you know the community out uh, yet again, and these legends persist. Like uh, with King Arthur, people are expecting him to come back. Uh, if they're Celts or into the Arthurian, um, in, and in some religions too, the, the central figure uh, is expected to come back in time of great uh, trial and tribulation, uh, you know, to help people. So that's something that even though it's culture specific to Greeks in some ways, it's also universal. Uh, and uh, there for everybody in other ways. Oh, exactly. I find when I deal with the occult side of things, basically the magic side, every time you think of a snake, basically you're looking at ancient wisdom. It represents ancient yes. wisdom, you know, in, in every culture. So some things, like you say, carry through with every culture, and then some things are more specific to each culture. And I find what they call with the formulae or cells and divination, it's really an ancient science of the Magi. And yeah. it's really funny because when you think about it, we use, we've used it from, oh, for centuries. And we've always been working with elementals and different spirits. And I find that it doesn't matter if you do that now. If you did it, you know, hundreds of years ago, when you call, they come. You just have to make sure that you understand what you're calling in or who you're calling in. Because sometimes I found, I, I don't want to mention the particular book, but sure. um, there was a book that had, throughout the whole book, it had a thread calling calling in a particular deity. And it kept saying, if you call this deity, it's going to help you, and it's very positive. By the end of the book, everybody wants to call in this deity. Well, if you look up the deity, which apparently sometimes you know, people just don't think of because they read that. If you looked up the deity, it would be an equivalent in Christianity of Satan. <laughs> so now all these people are calling in this deity thinking it's positive. 
right? And they, they have little things going wrong in their lives. They don't connect it to the deity because they think it's positive, and now they call it in more. And then they don't know what happens. So you have to be careful um, who you call in and what purpose you're calling it in for, because you and I really do believe in karma. So we don't do negative. If you call in for negative help, uh, you know, it boomerangs on you because whatever you're putting out negative really does come back, just like positive. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, you are one of the few people I know, uh, whether magical or not, that is uh, dedicated to the positive uh, in your own life and in the life of uh, other uh, people. And that's what sets you apart, uh, Maria. Um, You're phenomenally, (laughs) with with phenomenally in big letters and underlined with exclamation points (laughs) after it, uh, positive. And you insist on it, and you remind people all, uh, you know, the time that, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, what goes around comes around. And if you're doing things with ill intent uh, or with negative uh, purpose, that will come back, you know, to bite you in the butt at some uh, particular point. (laughs) Well, I always look at also, like you do, that when you look at any religion, it doesn't matter what culture, what it is, if you look at any religion, they all have that same bottom thread going through every single one that says to do positive. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how you approach it. I always look at it because, um, you know, I'm a shaman for you, but I'm interfaith ministry. And I always look at it as um, there's one goal, there's one outcome, there's one deity. I don't care what path you take to get there. <laughs> as long right. as you're going towards the positive, it doesn't matter what path. It doesn't matter what belief system. As long as you're headed towards that one direction. <laughs> and it's very true what you say uh, also. Um, yeah, think about your, your f- friends. If you're calling on a friend for advice or if you're calling on a friend to help you, uh, can that friend give you advice in the area that you're asking them for advice? Like if it's somebody who has a difficult time with uh, relationships, um, or who has a lot of chaos in their life, you know, they might care for you, they might love you, uh, they might, uh, you know, offer you assistance if you ask it, uh, but, you know, is that assistance going to be helpful to you? Um, so it is with uh, these different spirits, you know, be they deities or something not quite as uh, exalted, um, they are what they are, and like us, you know, they're, they're true to their nature, uh, so if you call on them to help you with something where uh, that particular part of who they are is typified by chaos and negativity, uh, that's what's going to manifest because that's what you invited <laughs> into your life, you know. Exactly. Plus, I always think people need to know uh, the purpose of what they're what they're aiming for and who to call in. So that's like a friend, okay? If you have a friend that's um, a mechanic. Okay, and they're wonderful at it. They're perfect, and that's uh, the top of their uh, field. Okay, you don't call that person up and ask for cooking advice. Right. <laughs> not that they may not cook, you know, but that's like if you're working on love, you're going to ask for Venus or Aphrodite, okay, to come and help you. You're not right. going to ask for a war god. <laughs> so, no, because like, you're war god. A war god. So you have to be aware of what you're calling in. And that just means it's not going to hurt you if you call in the wrong one. It just means nothing's going to work, and then you're going to, oh, this spell didn't work. No, you called in the wrong thing. 
And that's a very good point. Like, like when you said that the war god, it doesn't mean that they don't cook because the gods are very complex and they're multidimensional. And they're, they're like us. They don't only do one right. thing. They do a wide exactly. range of things. But like us, too, they're better at some things than other things, you know, and uh, they can help you with the things that they're good at um, and uh, where they're recognized for that particular ability or quality. And uh, uh, you're right. If, if uh, someone is uh, putting out a book uh, that people should call upon a force that uh, uh, brings negativity and chaos, uh, then, again, that's what they're going to get in their life, negativity and chaos. And uh um, they should research the spirits that they're calling on. Exactly. No, I, I, I definitely think so. You know, and, and I always laugh because I think about it and I think, you know, at some point, you know, we're really focused on helping others and um, working on some situations to help others. And I find that, and you do this also, so I find that if we're doing something that's uh, magical and we're helping other people because you come from the heart, which is why I love you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so so do you. Because you come from the heart. When we're helping other people, we're helping them because we really truly want everyone to do better. And anything we can do, and whether I'm doing a reading or magic, anything that we can do to help others, we really do that. We're not looking for things to come back, but nature has a balance. So if people are doing, uh, whether it's healing or giving advice, if you're giving a friend advice, you're still helping them. People just don't think of it like that. So if you're helping other people because you want to help them, eventually that's going to come back in a positive way to you. And I find yeah. with some people, they're looking at it as, well, if I do this, this is what I get back. It doesn't work like that because you didn't come from the heart. And then they wonder why it didn't work. It's like I gave the person a ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work like that. So I find a lot of times when you're helping people, you know, because we've talked and you're so into you really want to help them, you really want them to do better, and you're looking at what can you do to make it even better for them. You're not looking at you. You're just looking at how can I help somebody. And you get very right. excited about it, which is wonderful. <laughs> we need more of you. And and of you and of lots of people. One of the good things about doing these shows and getting to meet people is I I I've, um, I'm humbled at how many people there are out there who are trying to do the right thing, you know, uh, uh, trying to share their unique and God-given talents, uh, you know, with the world in a positive uh, way. Uh, and uh, you're certainly a leading light in that area. Um, now oh, I appreciate you said, that. You know, well, and by the way, the, when we're talking. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I, I was going to go to your books uh, because people can learn a lot of uh, interesting things about a wide range of topics uh, from your books. Um, and I want to go over which books you felt would be most helpful to people who are just starting out on the magical uh, path. But uh, please go back to you know what you were saying. We could well, we could go there when you're okay. done. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that one of the reasons I love doing your show and you know, and of course with your wife, Athena, who's wonderful. And Thank you. It's because you're both so positive, and it's very uplifting. And, you know, when you're around an energy with a person that's like that, and it's not that you're doing it consciously, it's just you, it makes everybody around you feel better, and they don't realize why <laughs> a lot of times, but it's just your energy is very um, uplifting, and actually like with both of you. So I appreciate that. 
Thank so you. what I was going to say with the book, yeah, I have a book. It's, I think you have it on your page. It says Maria DeAndre's Secret Occult um, Gallery yes. of Spellcasting Formulary. The reason I suggest that in the beginning is because it has different chapters, but it has chapters on different subjects so that you get a basic idea of what's really out there with magic. So it has things like wind magic. You know, or it tells you about uh, how lights affect you, colored lights or stones. Um, it explains a little bit about the power of beliefs. Or uh, this was funny. I wrote it. I wrote it in the book, but I wrote an article years ago um, for Sun Magazine, and they wanted me to write something about out of body experiences. You know, the astral travel. So yeah. I wrote it, and you know me, I, I can I can write eight million pages, but I can't come up with titles. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at that thing publishes. Yeah, Tim does that. But yeah, Tim's before great at that. Tim, so before Tim, I was writing an article and you know, I couldn't think of a title and I put it in this book. I couldn't think of a title. So I figured let me put something funny and I figured the magazine's gonna call me back and say, Listen, let's come up with a real title and have a suggestion. Right? Well they didn't call me back, they just printed it for so for out of body experience. I put how to travel without luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured the magazine was going to call me and go, listen, we're not doing this. <laughs> what do you really want to call it? <laughs> so that I think awesome. like, um, out of, you know, out of body and empowerment because, you know, vibrationally, um, words have power, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I ask, and I have a book on that, Words of Power. So, you know, it's, I have to think about the titles because you know how it is. I like them and then I forget about them. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, but um, I, I, I think one of the things that might be good with people, honestly, it's called the Complete Magical, Spiritual, and Occult Oils Workbook. And it's like it says from A to Z. So it's kind of like a mini encyclopedia. And you can actually uh-huh. see it on, uh, I guess, Amazon. And it lists all the different oils. And I think there's like over 1,400 oils in there. And it tells you how to use them. So it has spells in it also. But it tells you what each oil does. And I have something in the book in the beginning. Because this is the only book I've ever written that has negative in it because there are negative oils. So in the beginning of the book, I put that people should wear their and know what the oils are and do not use the negative one. Because when you go to a store to buy it, they're just selling you things. They don't understand it. And right. then you're going to have an issue because you didn't know. So it has that in it, but it has do not use. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I figured warnings are good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it also so warns like, people what to look out for because, uh, like you said, you know, people have different motivations for doing things, uh, and uh, okay. sometimes people misrepresent. So this way, if somebody tells them uh, they go to a talk with someone who knows about uh, oils and that person tells them to use these oils, you've warned them uh, that it's not good to use those particular oils. Exactly. because And a lot of times stores really don't know the difference. And then some people uh, in my field, and, you know, I hate to say it like this, but we're all aware, are just negative. So they're going to use that to control a little bit so that you keep coming back to them. And that's negative, you know, because something they tell you to do something that you, you're not always negative, you're thinking it's positive. It brings them 
some little problems, and you're going to keep going back to this person to fix it, and all they're doing is continuing the negative for you. You know, because right. even though you and I only work positive, the negative is out there, and it's not that we don't know negative, because we need to know it to counteract it. The difference is you and I don't use any of it. And that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And tonight, actually, uh, we have uh, uh, on our other program tonight, it's a um, theurgy forum. And uh, theurgy is usually called high magic. Uh, in Greek, mm-hmm. it means divine magic or, or divine deeds. Um, and uh, um, now, because of uh, all the negativity, all the confusion in the world, uh, a lot of people are taking action. They're taking action through activism. They're taking action through prayer. Uh, they're taking action, you know, uh, by doing uh, magic spells. Mm-hmm. You know, people are doing whatever level they feel comfortable trying to, uh, you know, affect positive uh, change. Uh, but some of the things that people are doing, even negatively, you know, people are are praying mm-hmm. for those horrible things. You know, so that's the oh, nights. A theurgy thing that you know where as a theurgist as an individual because it's divine magic uh what do you go where do you draw the, the line you know um i would rather support a, a positive effort than confront the negative one uh and oh exactly uh, so that's where i'm going to be standing that let's put energy into something positive rather than combating something that we perceive as uh you know as negative you know because uh, then you get caught up in that whole cycle of fighting and winning and war, uh, whereas, uh, and again, that's part of human life too. But, but why not just look at the positive outcome that you want and put energy into, you know, creating that and make that your magic? So uh, yeah, thank and, you for bringing up the topic, and yeah. this is a timely one. Yeah, well, you know, I feel that a lot of us, you know, you and I and a lot of other people that are in the magical field, and other fields related, uh, we're so focused on the outcome being positive, and they are light workers, and you know, shaman and agile, and you know, different fields that work uh, with the psychic and the uh, elementals and the magical fields, the magical arts. We're focused on everything moving forward in a positive way for everybody. We're not trying to create war because that's negative. That doesn't mean if war comes, we don't work on it to save people. But we're not right. focused on that. Our focus is, you know, light. Our focus is love and truth and light and what can help people the most. And we're all focused on the outcome. Now, what I find funny, as you're aware, is like, if I'm working on a particular goal, as an example, with magic, I'm focused on the goal. I'm not focused on how it can get to the goal. Right. I, I don't look at the steps because I figure that the universe or whatever I'm working with or whoever I'm working with at the moment, I'll take care of the steps. My focus is just the positive outcome because I find a lot of times if you're trying to control the steps on how to get there, you can be wrong. <laughs> that might have been a better way. Not that it's negative, but there might have been a better way that you didn't think of in this realm. So I find a lot of times I'm just focused on the outcome. Do you find you do that also? Yes, I, I, that happened to me uh, recently and quite emphatically. Um, part of my spiritual uh, path uh, and uh, the path of uh, Hercules, I guess you can call it, uh, is uh, mm-hmm. doing the labors, the 12 labors, which are the signs of the zodiac and, you know, moving through that. Mm-hmm. 
And right. uh, so I was doing that on a, a on a whole new level. Uh, one of our other hosts, uh, Cap Young, and uh, Marlene Morris, who I've had on the show a few times, uh, they wrote a, a system uh, based on the writings of an astrologer that they knew. Um, so I tried mm-hmm. that for a couple of years, and I got a lot of results uh, from it. So um, I learned uh, that part, and I integrated it into what I was already doing. Um, and uh, so I've been more experimental into how I do this calendar thing that I do every year. Um, and uh, I was getting ready to enter the next uh, phase, and mm-hmm. I was preparing for it to take months or years, because sometimes it takes months or years you know, oh, to get yes. better. Uh, as soon as I said I was mm-hmm. ready, everything I needed to happen happened within a 24-hour period. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no. So if I planned the step, if I thought about every step, it would have taken me probably months and years to get there. But I just let it go to the universe. It's like, this is where I need to wind up. And so, boom, you're there. <laughs> well, that's like, it's funny how some things are Sometimes I find there are, um, when you're doing spells, then you're putting the spells together. But then you let it go, and the universe will take care of the details. Yeah. So I find like I uh, and I will do this for other people sometimes. But sometimes I'm in the middle of traffic because you know how traffic is. You know, I really, really have to get somewhere, and I will do something to move the traffic. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, but you're doing it in a positive way. But now the traffic starts flowing, and people don't understand why. And I keep going, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, parking, so, traffic and parking spaces, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. those are good ones when you're learning how to use your mind. And uh, I remember when exactly. I started, it was cloud busting. That was like the first thing that yes. showed, showed you <laughs> the mind. You could you could make clouds dissolve. You could pick an area, and yeah, and that's powerful too. It doesn't seem like much, and people oh, to explain it, but no, you you're looking at something, and then it's no longer there. So. Uh, <laughs> And it's really great because I, yeah, I, I love things like that. Like I said, like wind magic and things. Because what happens is when people do things and they can visually see the result uh, mm-hmm. or the outcome, depending on what they're working on, then they're going to get excited and say, okay, this really works. I can do this. So I love, uh, you know, I teach. So I love when people can actually see the outcome, especially quicker, like with the clouds, like you would say. Because sometimes they look at it, oh, okay, I did that. It's like, listen, you just work with nature. <laughs> you know, and energy and different, different realms. You know, that, that's a big thing. And uh, when they see the results, and they can get into it a little bit more. And I have to tell you, my students are probably sick of it because I'm always saying in every class, I'm always going, it's only positive, it's only positive. And now they just look at me and go, I know. <laughs> I, had a, a student, I had a student years ago, and I was always saying, when I work with uh, different situations, I always think I go direct because I'm one of those people that don't have a lot of patience. I want things as soon as possible in a positive way, especially if I'm uh-huh. working helping somebody else. You know, so with only home, I go direct. So he was in college years ago, and he called me up, and he goes, IGD. And, you know, because I'm not thinking in the magical realm at that certain I was talking for at hello, <laughs> I, I'm like, well, okay, because, you know, I go direct. <laughs> I'm like, okay, because college mindset. <laughs> it's really funny. You know? But uh, I find it's 
direction you really want to go in. And I think that once you have that focus, and the other thing is I find I do this. If I'm going to help somebody, I always put out that it's right for everybody. Right. Um, and, for example, I, I had a gentleman, very nice gentleman, and uh, he was working with a company, and the manager was horrid that was above him. Like, you know, he would lean to everybody. He didn't know his job. And then when there were mistakes that he made, he blamed it on everybody in the office. Nobody liked him. And this guy really wanted the manager's job, right? Nothing negative. He just could do a better job. And everybody liked him. He was people-oriented. And he was really good at what he did, you know. So what we did was we did it in a positive way. So we moved the manager so he got the manager's job. Now, mm-hmm. we, the reason I said we do it in a positive way is we moved the manager so that when he moved, the reason he moved to something else was he got a better job in a different place with higher pay. Right. So he chose to move from that position to a different company. So we always do it in a positive way. We, he didn't get the job because the guy got fired, he got sick. There's always a positive way to do everything. And yeah. I always put... You know, this or better, because if this job was not right for this gentleman, he wouldn't have gotten it. You know, we're not trying to control something that later on turns out negative, and we didn't know that ahead of time. So I always put this or better, and I always put in a perfect way so we don't accidentally hurt anyone or situation. Right. I'm of the same mind, and uh, yeah. I found as I get older and I look back on things and things become a little clearer um, sometimes it's better that a prayer doesn't get answered or you know, like a, a right. magic operation doesn't work because you look back and you ask yourself, what would my life be like if this had happened? And uh, oh, sometimes what, what actually happened was better than what you had imagined that you uh, wanted. Or think back sometimes on things you wanted and you got them. And it turned out not to be uh, so, so great. And uh, so just that recognition that, you know, we don't always know exactly what we want or what's best for us. So um, life has to be lived with a certain degree of trust, um, you know, uh, as Definitely. well as uh, going after the things that you want. I find a lot of it with um, people like us that are in the magical field full time, uh, you know, for years and years and years and years. A lot of it, I find, is that we really focused on, when we focus on the outcome, we focus more on specifics. So we're not focused on, you know, I want a million dollars. I don't know how it's coming in. (laughs) Uh But we will focus on, you know, uh, something specific that will help us get there. And that makes a really big difference because then the universe goes, okay, I know what you want. Uh, We'll figure out a way to get it for you. You know, like you were saying. So I find the more focused you are on the exact outcome, the quicker it comes in. Now, quick, it can be five years. It depends on the situation, like you said. Right. And did I ever share with you my millions of dollars uh, story? Oh, no. What was that? Um, I I rarely, uh, you know, do a a particular, you know, working uh, on like millions of dollars. But I I did at one point and I got a result right Mm -hmm. away. And millions and millions of dollars kept coming into my life, but it wasn't real millions and millions of dollars. It was those fake millions of dollars. Uh. You know, where, 
and they kept popping up and all like well, it happened really fast. I got millions and millions of dollars and it kept coming for weeks and weeks and weeks and uh, on candy bar labels that had million you know, million dollars and something like President Obama on it and the Statue of Liberty. And these things were pouring into my like everywhere. People would give them to me who didn't know that I had done, you know, this uh, you know, this mental <laughs> mental thing to try to become more you know uh, more much more prosperous so the universe showed me that yes you know millions and millions right. of dollars can come your way uh, like that but <laughs> i guess there was some reason for this not to be you know millions and millions of usable dollars so i took all these million dollar bills from my altar uh, and it reminds mm-hmm. me Every time <laughs> I got an answer, the answer was yes, but then the answer was ha ha. <laughs> I always think the universe has a quirky sense of humor. Yeah, I, some days I just think it messes with me. <laughs> so I, sometimes I find like I wasn't um, when I first started because I've been doing this full time professionally since I'm 16, but all my life. And in the beginning, I wasn't that. Um, detailed or that clear about the outcome. And then, like you said, the strange things come in. I'm going, oh, that's not what I meant. It's like, doesn't the universe know what I meant? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's very technical. <laughs> yeah. so you have to be very exact in what you want or what you desire to come in. So so it's really funny. I, say, um, I had a client. Oh, I love this one. I have a client where when I met him, and this was years ago. When I met him, he was always saying, I'm always unlucky. Nothing ever works for me. And nothing ever did, by the way. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. Because he kept saying he's always unlucky. He was creating it. He said it all the time. So um, he used to come to the classes. And, you know, I, I'm always saying, switch that to I'm lucky. And he kept saying, but I'm not. Right. I'm saying, it doesn't matter. You don't have to believe it. Just keep saying mentally or verbally. Right. Just keep mm-hmm. saying I'm always lucky. Nothing to do with believing in it, you know. So he started saying it, and then he'd mumble at me, you know, which you know <laughs> we could have done without. <laughs> and after a while, every time he showed up to the class, everybody went, "I'm always lucky." <laughs> <laughs> so he had a support system, and honestly, it took about a year and a half to two years. And after him saying that all that time, and again, he didn't believe it. After saying that all that time, um, it switched for him. He was winning uh, not a lot of money at the lottery, but something. He was winning jackets um, for, like, the ball games. He was winning tickets to um, art shows, uh, different, I don't know what the ducks are. <laughs> yeah, but uh-huh. One of the sports teams. You know, and he was winning, um, you know, uh, opera tickets. And if he went to a carnival, he won all these little stuffed toys you know, that he'd give to his nieces and nephews. He was winning all the time. He This one time he won tickets to a Broadway show and to a baseball game for the exact same night, right? Wow. So I got to, I got to go to Broadway because he wanted to go to the sports thing. <laughs> that, that is awesome. I thought that, I thought that was so nice. Yeah, that was really nice of him. But – you know, then he started actually believing he's lucky, but he didn't believe it to start with. It's just what he was putting out in thought and the word. There's always power in it. So I find a lot of times if we think something negative, because, you know, we're all human. We have thoughts where, oh, that didn't work. Right. Or, I'm not happy with this person. 
you know, because we wouldn't be human otherwise. But I find any time I have a negative thought, which includes this isn't going to work, right? So anytime I have a negative thought, I immediately mentally use the word cancel. Yeah. So I don't put it out to the universe. You know, I so I have days where I'm going cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> I learned that from Silva, uh, the Silva method years ago. Uh, yeah, just the cross oh, it out. Oh, yes. And cancel it. Yeah. Yes. That works yeah, well, for actually, well, actually, I'm on uh, the master level of the silver one, oh, you know, awesome. which came after I was, you know, which came with uh, Tony, uh, which came way after uh, I was already doing it for years, but I was already using power words, and this gentleman, I can't think of his name, that put out power words before silver, and silver yeah. uses some of his power words, which is just yes, wonderful, way. because anything that helps all of us, yeah. You know, um, oh, what was the gentleman's name? Emile Kuwait. Oh, I'm not pronouncing it right, but he's he's French, uh, and uh, his name was Emile Kuwait, uh, and he right. he started with the cancel cancel, and then Silva uh, right. used that, uh, um, uh, and he might have. Yeah. Emile Kuwait. And he might actually, that guy, he actually got it from James. Uh, oh, what's his name? M A N G N Mangin. I never remember how to pronounce it, but he was yeah, the uh, one that originated it. Oh, wow. You know, some of the words. And then we, you know, we, of course, you know, come up with our own. And anything that you put out as a positive thought where you stay focused on it will come. You just have to stay focused. And I'm telling you, sometimes I have days where I'm going, cancel, 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 cancel. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't want to accidentally create something that's not good, (laughs) you know. Right. Yeah. And on that note, uh, our journey for today is coming uh, to an end. Um, I enjoyed this very much. I put on the uh, um, announcement for the podcast, not only links to the podcast, but I put a link to your webpage. Uh, I put a link oh, to your you. page on Amazon, and I put a link to the book that you were telling us about uh, on Amazon so people can go right and uh, purchase it. Oh, I appreciate it. And if you don't mind, what I'll do is I'll send you a picture of the oil book, if you don't mind doing awesome. that. And I will Definitely. gladly do the same yeah. with uh, the oil book. And uh, awesome. just for everybody to know out there, uh, Maria is going to be the regular on uh, um, Mages, Sages, and Sears. Um, and uh, we will be interviewing other people when Maria can't make it. But Maria is now the regular person on this program. So this conversation, uh, which has been positive for years now, will continue and will remain uh, positive, uh, hopefully bring some positivity out to the world. Maria, in the interim, how can people uh, reach you? Oh, okay. So my email address is my first initial last name. So it's M. D-A-N-D-R-E-A. So it's mdandrea100 at gmail.com. And my cell number, so people can call me or text me, is 631-559-1248. Okay. Thank you um, so very much. Yes. And thank you so much for having me on this show. We always have, have such a good time, and you always give people so much knowledge so that they can help themselves. And that's very impressive with you. <laughs> As it is with you. And uh, I, I'm really glad that our paths have crossed. I'm really glad that we've had uh, a chance to uh, uh, start uh, communicating with each other. And I look forward to the journey uh, continuing because you're a rare and exceptional person, Maria. And it, it's an honor oh, and a pleasure you. to know you. Thank 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 you. Th
It's wonderful talking to you. And, again, thank you so much for having me on. We always have a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. And thanks to everybody who joined us uh, from home. Until uh, next time, this is Marie and myself wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. I'm going to see if I can find a positive song here that we can uh, close with. Uh, we're, re- we're back on CERN on Fridays, um, and we're on Mount Olympus on the other days. So I'm a little rusty with the controls here. But let's see what we can find. And while I'm looking for music, Maria, is there any last thought you'd like to share with people? I just wanted to say that as long as people stay positive, their life is going to get better financially, emotionally, health-wise in every area. So I just hope that everybody stays positive, and may everybody be blessed abundantly. And I found the song. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) We're going to listen to Evolve by Bone Poets Orchestra, because that's what we're all here to do. Good night.